0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Margaret Roach was the first garden editor for the Martha Stewart Living magazine and the editorial director of Martha Stewart Living Omnimedia. And now she's not just an avid gardener, it's her way of life. After more than 30 years digging into the ground, Margaret's collected a number of backyard parables, deceptively simple, instructive stories from life spent digging even deeper. And she's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about her book, The Backyard Parables, Lessons on Gardening and Life. Welcome, Margaret. Thank you. Nice to be here. So first of all, what a great gardener you must be. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: You know, practice doesn't make perfect, though, Amy. That's the thing about gardening. Things will die, and the weather will not cooperate, and, you know, we don't have control over it all out there in the backyard.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I have to laugh whenever I talk to a gardening expert. I tell them the story of having some landscaping done in my yard, and they were going to move a plant. And I was Uh like, well, where will we put it? Where will it go? What, What will we do with it? And the woman finally looked at me, and she's like, Amy, it's just a plant. Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter where it goes. It'll go somewhere. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it's just like sometimes you can get all caught up in it. But you bring up something important. You can't control everything in the garden. Is that part of, of the thought process in the lessons on gardening in life? Uh, that's probably the biggest
1: parable of all, I guess. And, you know, the biggest story of all is that, you know, even though in this sort of multitasking I think a little bit maniacal world of which I was a part, and I worked, you know, twenty four seven, three sixty five, crazy person in my former city life before I moved five years ago to a rural setting to live in my garden. You know, it was like can do, can do, can do, mm-hmm. nonstop. But you know what? There are forces bigger than us at work in the real world, the world of nature, the world of of being physical human beings or creatures on the planet, you know, and, and stuff doesn't always work out, and you have to let go, and you have to get humble, and I, I think that's what, for me, the garden, and that's why it's sort of spiritual in a way for me, and philosophical and practical as well, it really teaches me about, hey, Margaret, you know what, you're not Wonder Woman over here. Sometimes stuff doesn't happen, and that's okay, too.
0: Yeah. I yeah. suppose I suppose that humbling and letting go and and you know realizing that we can't control everything is is a huge benefit of gardening. Also isn't maybe hope a part of gardening like when oh. you see <laughs> especially at this time of year. Yeah. Yeah,
1: when we're on the cusp of the new season and there's that sense that if we're really kind of blessed to get to garden again that we're going to get to witness the beginnings, fresh beginnings, a fresh start, a clean slate, possibility, all the power of those things. Yeah. That, and that, I think, is, of course, what keeps us crazy gardeners um, dealing with the winter.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is, is possibility. <laughs> I, I think one of the miracles of gardening, too, is like, you know, the seed knows what it's supposed to become. So it's like, you know, potential is in gardening as well, I guess. See,
1: now you could have written the book parables. <laughs> you get it. And, of course, there's a lot of practical stuff in the book as well, because parables, you know, in any um, philosophical or religious or historical tradition and every culture has parables throughout history, you um, these are teaching stories. So there's Mm -hmm. the practical level, the surface level of the story where you learn something, but then there's the deeper level that you learn too. And to me, every time I go outside, there's the obvious harvest, the tomato, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's the harvest of the things we've just been
0: talking about. Sure, sure. That makes sense. Well, I do know that if you need a break, you can't necessarily drop out and move to live in your garden, as you have been lucky enough <laughs> to do. But a few minutes after work, a few minutes before you start, do you think that's enough to be have some of the benefits of gardening for us I, emotionally? I absolutely do. Now, gardening is not instant or easy
1: or anything like that. It's not a microwave kind of a deal. You know, it takes time. But even w- if you keep it small, If you start small, you can have that connection to the cycles of the season and the cycles of life and the sort of miracle of it and the the sense of success. And uh, that it that it can give you even in a small container garden right outside the back or front door. You know, you could do all your herbs and not only feel really good about it and have great stuff to flavor your cooking, but also think about the price of herbs. If you just had one big whiskey barrel with herbs in a sunny spot, think about it, it's like two dollars for oh, yeah. a bunch of herbs. You could pick herbs and then you could freeze your herbs and make herb pestos to put in your freezer as well. You could have herbs for a lot of the year if you tuck them all into that one big whiskey barrel. So it's also a reward that
0: way. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, you said that gardening isn't instant, it's not microwave. And of no. course I think some people think they have what is what is the saying? You're either a green thumb or a brown thumb or yeah. you know
1: what I, if I feel sad when I hear that because there's no such thing. I mean, anyone can grow plants it's just like cooking you know the first time if you want your hope is to become a you know a baker for some fancy pastry shop in wherever you know the first time you bake a cake in your life you don't get it right you know your first puff pastry doesn't puff right but right. you learn you practice and yet with gardening people say oh no no i have a brown thumb they don't want to do the first cakes. <laughs> ah <laughs> yeah like, well put cakes right, to get it right and learn what's the right equipment for them and what the right conditions are like and what, just like you learn when you bake, your oven is a little hotter than the oven in the recipe book, you know, and you have to adjust or whatever. I mean, look, your garden is different. It's unique. It's a microclimate. So we have to practice, to, and we're not going to make perfect, you know, we're not going to get to perfect ever. Gardening isn't perfection, but but you have to practice to at least get comfortable. The thumb is not brown for very long. I
0: promise. (laughs) Well, you know, or you can do what I do, and that is get a little too enthusiastic, dive in gung-ho without really knowing what you're doing. My husband built me three raised beds in my backyard. Oh, they're they're
1: the best. Raised beds I highly advocate. And I
0: love them, but you know, I tried to have a cutting garden in one and it was like everything somehow got kind of scraggly and strange. Yeah, and that is the
1: Thing is starting small, keeping it simple, growing what I like to say, grow what's precious or unavailable locally. So, in other words, I don't grow zucchinis because my goodness, in summer, people are giving away zucchinis yeah. everywhere, and they're inexpensive. I try to grow the things that really I use a lot of, like the herb example, or I can't get locally, like heirloom tomatoes can be, you know, eight dollars a pound at the right. farmers market, or some crazy price. So, grow things like that, um, unusual things. Uh, tomatillos, if you want to make your own salsa, grow a tomatillo plant. You know, that's something that would be very hard to find, um, and it's so delicious, and you can make your salsa for the, you can make green salsa and freeze it for the year.
0: Yeah, oh, that's a great idea. I love that idea. Well, you mentioned that, you know, you've had some really great gardening experiences, of course, but you've also had some bad ones. What What have been your horror stories in the garden? <laughs> I never fail at anything.
1: <laughs> oh, perfect.
0: No, I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of
1: those challenges, uh, the losses, of course, um, can, uh, two years ago or a year and a half ago, we had 18 inches of snow in October when the leaves were still on the trees and shrubs. So in my 25-year-old garden, I lost 23 mature shrubs and three three trees oh. in one evening. I I went in after, you know, brushing all the snow off them over and over and over again during the first few hours of the storm, and then finally it got dark, and I had to say goodnight to them, knowing they wouldn't be there in the morning. You know, a lot of the plants I knew, because they were lying down just splayed open um, by this heavy, wet snow with their leaves on. And, you know, so you know, I, again, I said goodnight to them and I knew that would be the last we'd really know of each other and there is, and I, I know I sound like a crazy person talking about them as if they're No,
0: people, I, I they think are, I might have right? shed they're, a tear <laughs>
1: you know, There are other creatures on the planet with me, they're my companions, and so there's losses like that, but then you get to go shopping <laughs>
0: <laughs> and get new. <laughs> Forget about those old shrubs; they're dead. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. So, and you get
1: to rethink your composition. You know your landscape. You get to think about new ways to look at it and what you'd like it to be instead. And, yeah. And so that's okay. Possibility, like you said before.
0: Well, the book is is so lovely. And again, if you think you're just getting a gardening book, you're getting a spiritual book. And if you think you're just getting a spiritual book, you're getting a gardening book. So there's a lot well, in it. Said, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you hope? What if you were to tell somebody what they would take away from reading the book, The Backyard Parables, Lessons on Gardening and Life, what what will they take away? I
1: think that gardening is not outdoor decorating and that, again, there's no brown thumbs and that when we engage with it, we have the opportunity to not only enjoy um, some visual Beauty and some delicious harvests as well, but also to get to know more about the natural world and our role in it, our responsibility, the environment, the cycles. So I think it's that digging deeper
0: thing. I like that. Take a chair and this book out to your garden and let it all unfold. I think it's great. Well, Thanks Margaret, you so has, much. Oh, thank you. And Margaret's also shared a recipe with us, Barbecue Lentils Minus the Grill, that I will put on amystable.com. And I'll also put a link to Margaret's book, The Backyard Parables, Lessons on Gardening and Life by Margaret Roach. And Margaret, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table. On Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy man. Yeah. Q102. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's s-h-i-p-t.com.